Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, like always, before we uh, begin, I want to thank my sponsors, uh, my anchor sponsors, um, Jake and Sergio. Thank you guys for sponsoring this episode. Um, also, if you want to be become a sponsor, make, make sure you go and check out my Facebook page. Um, I'll put a link up there if you want to become a sponsor of the podcast. Um, and also, I want to thank Patty and Golden Dragon for allowing me to record today's episode here. Uh, make sure to stop by and, and taste their delicious uh, Chinese food. Um, and today's guest is one of the hardest working women in the valley. <laughs> she's always everywhere and helping, you know, our community. Um, she's not only uh, one of the co-founders of the Brown Bag Coalition, but she's also an activist. She, you know, she fights for a lot of, uh, you know, rights. Uh, you know, it's it's complicated, but you know that's part of something that I admire that you do. That you're always, you know. Voicing your opinion when it comes to like um, you know women's rights, uh, the homeless, and stuff like that. So today's mm -hmm. guest is Maria Padilla. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I know it took me a while, but you know I want to apologize. But um, you're you're so busy. Uh, mm -hmm. Whenever I would you know want to contact you, I would see that you were getting some prize, some <laughs> some some yeah. award, or you were putting up a, a, an event, and I don't want to take time away from that. Um, you just you just had your, your uh, Thanksgiving event, so right. that was a good time, like a little break in between that event and your posada. Um, but before we get into the meat and potatoes, um, tell us a little bit about yourself before before uh, Maribel BBB before Brown Bag Coalition. Before Brown Bag Coalition, I was just a regular person, regular citizen in Calexico. You know, nobody knew. Well, I was with a class. Of, I am with a class of '82, okay, yeah. so they knew me through the class of '82 mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, but very like low key, people started noticing me as when I went to the city council and started complaining uh, about the current situation with the police department. Mm. And that's how people started to know me more. You know, they knew I was outspoken, but they didn't know how much till I got to the to the council and told them off and stuff. <laughs> And so that's when people started saying, okay, n now I was more visible and people knew more about me. Mm -hmm. You either hate me or you love me. Yeah. One of the two. There's no in between. <laughs> so it's it's always like okay, when somebody says, oh, tú eres la Maribel. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, which one is it? You're going to hate me or love me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I get both. <laughs> so, But, um, yeah, so back then you were just, you know, regular citizen that would basically go out and, you know, voice your opinion whenever you, you felt like you you needed to um so when was when what year was it when you started the brownback collision well what happens is when in 2012 with the class of 82 we had a reunion and so after the reunion in november the uh we wanted to keep the the group wanted to stay together mm -hmm. because we had been fundraising for two years And so we met every month. And so they said, well, we want to do something. So, so then... I'm trying to interrupt, but the class of, you and the class of, class of 82 um, would uh, gather funds and, and, and donate it to... Yeah, that's what we started doing when when uh, after our reunion. So, you know, we're Calexico class of 82. Mm -hmm. And so after the reunion, we decided to do something for the community mm -hmm. because we wanted to stay together and meet every month as a group okay. and then we said okay well then if we're going to do that let's do something for the community so uh, we adopted Rodriguez Park to clean it for two years and so for two years every month we would go clean Rodriguez Park after um, after we cleaned we would head over to Border Park 
and take burritos to the to the homeless. Mm-hmm. So that's how this like started knowing the homeless. And we did with the class of eighty two. We did like little, little Christmas, you know, breakfast. We usually did the breakfast and stuff. And uh, so it was once a month. And then um, in two thousand fourteen, we had that freeze in December. Mm-hmm. And so I got an alert on my phone, and then they went on TV, and you know, and everybody was saying like, uh, you know, bring in your pets, wrap your uh, pipes, and you know, cover your plants yeah. and all this. And so I went on Facebook and I said, uh, who takes care of the homeless? Mm-hmm. Who brings them in? Who wraps them and covers them? You know. And so that Facebook post was just something like, pray for them tonight. It's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Not thinking not asking anybody for anything you know and then uh norma hilar who was also who is also class of a2 in our committee also she had just gotten off the the board of the school board board, uh. so she knew that in case of an emergency the gym could be used as a shelter Mm -hmm. and so she replied to my post on facebook and said you know you know i know about this let me let me talk to uh, superintendent ambris and then i said okay you know so let's see what we can do. So that was December 30th when I put that post. So December 31st, you know, uh, we're New Year's, yeah. you know, it's holidays, everybody's gone and everything. Um, she contacted Ambris and then Ambris said, um, yeah, let me look into it and, you know, talk it over with legal and, you know, can we do it or whatever. And so because it was an emergency, because it was going out in the news, on the news and the radios and all that and in your texts and stuff, um, they agreed. But they needed somebody to be like take over the liability part of it. So we went to Neighborhood House with Mr. Ricardo Ortega. Mm-hmm. And we told them, okay, you know what? The school boards, the school district's willing to lend us the gym. But we need somebody to take over the, the liability. And so he talked it over with his people. And then they said, okay, yes, we can do it. So within four hours of going back and forth, because now we knew we were going to have it. So we had to get cots. So Norma, you know, contacted the Red Cross and got cuts from them. Mr. Ortega contacted the Border Patrol and got cuts from them. And so within four hours, we had the shelter. We mm-hmm. had the gym, you know, for for December 31st. Yeah, it was at De Anza, right? At De Anza, uh-huh. at De Anza Bullpup um, gym. And so I went back on Facebook and I said, okay, you know, we have this, you know, shelter. We need you guys. We need the community to bring, you know, food, blankets, you know, because all we had were the cots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I thought, okay, they're going to bring stuff and whatever. Well, the community really stepped up. Yeah. I was like shocked. People were coming in left and right, bringing food, bringing, you know, and we're thinking it's going to be a one night thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Maria Ambri said, well, you know what? We're out for the, for, for the, the holiday. Break, yeah. So you have five days uh-huh. till we go back to school. So I said, okay, we'll take the five days, you know, and because people were bringing all this food. Yeah. I had to get rid of it, right? So I was like, okay, we'll do five days. And so we opened up on December 31st at six o'clock at night. And it ran from six o'clock in the, at night to six o'clock in the morning. We would close it at six in the morning because we all needed to go to work and whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so that night, which was New Year's Eve, um, what I did is I contacted Lalo Perez from LNA shuttle and he runs that shuttle here in Calexico and, and it goes to center and all that. And I asked him, I said, Hey, you know what? We need to go get the homeless. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know about the shelter. Right. And, um, so can you pick me up at the gym and then, you know, I'll ride with you in the, in the shuttle and then we'll go pick them up at the park and don't go downtown and look for them. 
So he said, yeah. Well, on the way over to go pick me up, he picked up one elderly man and took him. So he was like our first person. He, and we called him Tata. We nicknamed him Tata. He was 86 years old. Oh, wow. And had all sorts of ailments. And, you know, he was with a walker and all this stuff. And so he brings him. And um, and so then I get on the on the shuttle and then we go to Rockwood Park. Uh, no, we went to Border Park first. And so um, the people were like, okay, they, they had seen me because I had been going to go feed them burritos. On the uh-huh. weekend. So some of them had seen me and they kind of, okay, we know her, you know. But still, homeless people don't trust anybody. Yeah. You know, you're either a cop or the migra, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's which one is it and they don't want to be with you. And so I would tell them it's going to freeze. And then there was one lady, one woman, she was living inside the bathroom. And I told her, I said, you have to go with us. It's going to freeze tonight. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I got all my stuff here. I don't want to move it. I said, I have a whole shuttle. We can put all your stuff in there. No, she wouldn't move. I'm going to lose my spot. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be cold. And she wouldn't go. So we had like picked up like three there because they were like really hesitant. Mm-hmm. So then we went over like by the Donut Avenue. Okay. Where they do the rest of them, right? So we stopped there and I started telling them. And then one of them, there's always like a leader or the one they trust or somebody they know. And so he came over and he goes, who are you? And why are you in the <laughs> shuttle? Why are you trying to pick us up? And where are you taking us? And so I told him, I said, you know what? It's going to freeze. There's a shelter. You know, we have food. We, you guys, it's a gym. You guys can take showers. Well, that kind of like, okay, we can take showers. That was like the thing that brought him in. Because mm. we told him, we're going to cut your hair. And at the time, uh, Councilman Mandy Real mm-hmm. uh, was the one that cut their hair. And, you know, and so they liked that part. So he, you know, this person says, you know, well, let me talk to them and see if I can get them to get on the, on the bus. And then I said, okay. So he went back and he told them, okay, they have this, they have food, they're going to take a shower, you're going to take a shower, it's going to be warm, you know, whatever, and stuff. And so we were able to get 12 people that night. Mm-hmm. 12 people that In, in total or from In total. With initially for that night and um and that man that helped me he wasn't going to get on the bus he was just getting the other on the bus and so i told him i said you have to go too and he goes no no he goes i'm going to stay on the street and then tell people to go over there and, and then whatever i said no i mean they're not going to go if you don't tell them so mm. go and then he just didn't want to and i said okay well the bus ain't moving and i'm not leaving without you because it's like you got these people and you're gonna be left behind and no and then so he says, okay, well, then I'll go to the gym and check it out and see how it is. And then I'll come back and tell the other people. And I said, okay. So he did go that night, you know. And um, and so I took a picture of the, in the bus, I have pictures of them. And um, so that was New Year's Eve. And I left at midnight. And then there was um, two guys at the, like the, right by the door was the coffee. Because they love the coffee, mm-hmm. right? It was, so I said, you guys want a New Year's? you know, here's hug. And so they're looking at me like, you know, and my husband's with me, right? My husband's like, really? You don't know these people. They don't know you. You think they want to hug? I said, it's New Year's. Everybody wants to hug at New Year's, right? So I have a picture of that. They're, I hugged them, you know, and then one of them uh, later by all these, doing all these years, I learned that he's a veteran. He's one of our veterans that's out there. And um, Peter is his name. And and at the time, he, you know, he gives me a hug and, and then I see the guy, the initial guy, that had you know helped me out mm-hmm. and he comes like running from across the gym you know like he sees me i'm gonna you know give him a hug and and he scared me like why are you running you want to hug too or what you know and then and then he peter gives me a hug and then gets his coffee and goes away and then so um 
the guy says, oh my God. He goes, I couldn't believe you were going to hug him. And I said, why? Well, he's kind of like has issues. You know, he has PTSD. He was in the, uh, what, one of these wars or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's got PTSD. And then it's like some psychosis and stuff. And, and so he doesn't, you know, people don't usually, he's a loner. Yeah. You leave him alone, you know, and usually it's like Peter. And he goes, mm. so then it's like, okay, leave him alone, give him his meal and walk away. And he goes, what's up? Okay, we know he's in a good, you know, place. And so we can talk to him. But I didn't know any of this. It was just a New Year's hug. Right? Yeah. So he got scared because he thought, oh my God, he's going to go off on her and do something. And, and then he goes, oh, I guess it's a good night. You know, it's, it's New Year's. <laughs> she yeah. just wants a hug, right? <laughs> so that was funny. So then you get to know them, you know. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, five days. And then the Methodist church, the pastor at the time, came to me and says, you know what? We can move this to my church for five days. And um, because I need it by Sunday because that's when services are. So I said, you know, I talked to Norma. I said, let's do another five days and 10 day run is good, you know, for something that I just posted on Facebook. Yeah. But in the meantime, we had our, I had already gone because I had to always thought the city should step up. Mm-hmm. You know, these are their citizens, right? Yeah. So I had gone to the counts. I had, well, you know, we, were, we had to wait till the new year so they would be back on the first meeting and stuff like that. So, and I remember I was so sick. I couldn't even talk. And I went up there and... I took the homeless with me. I took a whole bunch of homeless with me and I sat them in the front and then got those little things so they can hear. Yeah. You know, translation. <laughs> uh-huh. And then so I got them from Rockwood Park and I said, come on, we're going to go to this meeting because they should step up and they should do something. And I was thinking, you know, at least give a donation to, you know, for the five, ten days that we're going or whatever. Right. Although I had asked them, you know, you guys should put up a shelter for the rest of the winter. And I had asked for the old courthouse. And it's right behind the fire station because it wasn't being used. And so that's what I was asking for. So Norma went and then Minister Ortega from the neighborhood house went. And we all got our three minutes and we all spoke. And I told him, I said, okay, you guys need to vote. You need to decide something, but you're going to tell them to their face because they're sitting right here in front of you. And they're like, and whether they vote or not, they're your constituents. So, you know, and so, you know, at that time... It was Castro, Kim, yeah. Mandy, Maritza, and Hodge, I think. And it's like, nobody got along. They all fought, and they never came to a consensus, especially with Kim and Castro. <laughs> and so they actually did. The five of them oh, uh. said, okay, we're going to do this. And so that's what I had asked for, for, the, for that building. So then um, once we were going to do the five days, we were going to go to that building. And so when I went to go talk to the, the city manager at the time, it was city manager Warren, um, I told him, I said, okay, what are we going to do? Are you going to give me keys? What are we doing? And he says, well, he says, once we went into that building and they looked at it, I guess who the inspector was, it, there was something structural that you couldn't do, go in there. You mm-hmm. couldn't use it. And then so he says, well, because we had already, you know, the council had already passed it and it was something we needed to do. I took an executive decision and I bought some army tents because he used to be in the army. He's a veteran. Okay. So he knew about these tents. He goes, I bought four army tents and we're putting them at, at, wow. um, at the park. So he, he, he bought the tents, he chose the tents and, and he chose the location. We had nothing to do with it because I'm thinking we're going into that building. And then he says, the reason I bought the tents is because once you guys get out of it, 
next time we have like a major earthquake or something like that and if any of the buildings because look they, they couldn't use the courthouse mm-hmm. he goes those army tents are for the city to use you know you know and stuff so it's not like i'm giving them to you it's it's the city so i was like well i don't want you know I didn't want them anyways, <laughs> yeah so what am i gonna do with them and then i said okay so then of course everybody's like not in my backyard so now you got the controversy because you're putting up you know tents and so some members of this community went and complained to put it lightly and they were all upset because it was going to be at the park and you know well where do you want it you know you're in front of the police station that's like the perfect place you know you've got police presence right in front if something happens you got the fire station in case you need an ambulance or something you know i thought it was a perfect choice right Mm -hmm. so then warren says um you can have it for 45 days because mm. you have to get out because by after 45 days they become squatters and then you have to evict them. Mm. So in order to avoid all that stuff, it had to be the 45 days. So, which you uh, remember, this is just an overnight thing that I started, right? So now, <laughs> yeah. okay, we've done 10 days and now we're going to do 45. So it's a 55 day run for a Facebook post that I just said, you know, yeah. pray for these people, right? But the, the community kept coming, stepping up kept bringing food kept bringing jack i would put hey you know what we need jackets we need this you know and valentine's we spent valentine's with them and you know i spent my it was my my birthday was on the first and we spent the yeah my birthday there with them i took cake and stuff and so so they become you know after 55 days because you have to write down their names and register them and stuff like that and have a count of how many people you've seen and whatever and uh, you get to know their names they get to know you you know it's like because i was there i was there every single day mm-hmm. from i would get there at six o'clock and open up and then i'd leave at midnight the well the earliest i would leave would be midnight yeah. you know and stuff or about about divorce me because for 55 days they didn't see me at the house you know because then i would go get there and then go to work and so you wouldn't see me my kids are like mom you know we yeah. don't see you and i was like well come to the tents you know come and help me at the tents if you want to see come, me oh, come, mom. Come back. it's like come and do your homework over here you know? so um my husband's like okay this veteran if anybody tells you it's gonna run after that it's done yeah. you know it's like okay 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 you know because the thing is, I did bring my husband and my kids to help. Mm-hmm. So they were there too, you know. So it was like a family affair and stuff. And, and then the members of Class of 82 that were under the committee helped out. And I was that lived here in Calexico. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a lot of the community that helped. Yeah, I remember my kids took um, like to- toiletries, mm-hmm. like toothpaste and soap, deodorant, toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then people would bring pizza, and mm. you know, I would say like, okay, who can, who can bring today's dinner? You know, it's like, and they would say, oh, I'll take, you know, usually it's like the church groups, because they have so many people, then they're able to provide like a hot meal, mm. and then the ones that's like maybe a family or something, they'll bring like, okay, pizza, like, and you guys brought pizza, yeah. I think you and your sons, yeah, right? Yeah, we would bring pizza too. Yeah, and then or you know, somebody would say, well, I can only afford like sandwiches and, and chips, and oh, well, you know, hey, it's it's a meal you know and so we'll take anything that we could take right so on 223.15 was the last day of the of the at the shelter at the park Mm -hmm. so but we still had food left over that people had brought right yeah so norma took some of it home and i took the rest of it so we split it because it was a lot and norma said i'm gonna go continue you know feeding them at 6 and 7 30 at the park you know, till it runs out, and then I thought, well, then I'll take over the 
rest of that time until mine runs out and, yeah. and it's done. <laughs> it never ran you know. out. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> <laughs> it never ran out because people kept saying, hey, do you need a meal? I'll take this. I'll take this. Well, and, you know, who might to say, well, no, you know, yeah. it's like, so it's like what happened was I started like putting a, a calendar. Okay. The same people that had helped me would say, you know, like I had a Monday crew. Mm-hmm. Janet Chu, she's a she's one of the teachers here at yeah, Jefferson. Jefferson or, yeah. uh-huh. And she had her crew, and then she would feed on Mondays. And then I had Gioneri, he works for the schools or whatever. And and he would have his crew, and he would feed on Wednesdays. And then somebody fed on Fridays and, and stuff like that. And, and they've been with me all this time, mm-hmm. even now, you know. And so it just grew. Other people started seeing it because I would put it on Facebook, okay, well, let's take a day and, you know, whatever. And we, I don't think, I think in maybe, because it's going to be five years already. Yeah. The, you know, I yeah, think this, if, this winter, right? And be five years. Yeah. And then so, I think in those five years, if we've missed a total of five days, wow. it's been a lot because I've always had somebody. And it's usually because either somebody got sick and couldn't do it at the end. Yes, and then I, so I started having like, okay, I'm going to have a backup. <laughs> And then I'll provide the pizza and, you know, because people would give me money. And some people say, I don't want to be making food. So I'll just give you 20 bucks yeah. or whatever. I said, well, 20 bucks, I can buy four cases of water at Costco. Or I'll give you $5. Okay, I can buy two cases. Of, you know, so everything, every little helps. Mm-hmm. So we've been, and it's rain or shine. We've been out in there in the rain. Yeah. We're out there in the heat. We're out there in the wind. You know, I mean, they're out there. We're out there, you know. And so by now, they know me. Most of them know me and Norma. And then it's funny because it's like, one of them will say, oh, tú eres la Norma. You know, and I said, no, yo soy Maribel. I said, you know, las dos estamos gordas. Yo soy la güera y ella la prieta. And that's how they tell us apart now. It's like, okay, la güera la Maribel y la prieta la gorda de la Norma. You know, because we're both iguales. So that's, it's funny, but the truth, you know. And then so we've grown where we've done, you know, I started doing a like thanksgiving that first thanksgiving in 2015 and i asked uh, um, the priest at at um our lady guadalupe because he saw he saw me at the meetings at the council mm-hmm. and so he saw me one of the times that i told him all off <laughs> and he laughed you know I, it, because he wasn't dressed like a priest he wouldn't even wear that little thing like a little collar yeah, thing yeah. i was like so i didn't even know he was sitting next to me i'm like and he kept <laughs> looking at me right and i'm like who's this man why is he i mean there's so many seats why is he sitting next to yeah. me and you know i'm thinking the, the funny thing is that I, I can't remember like watching like um the city council meeting and i can remember seeing you like shaking your head or like, or, like making some kind of like gesture like yeah and they didn't have a bleep thing either they couldn't bleep me you know and i said something i said and so he he was you know i'm thinking who is this man and then when they said oh the invocation will be done by father miguel from Cal-, and then he stands up and i'm like oh, he's, he's a like, priest oh my gosh i'm gonna burn because he was you know touching my arm when we yeah. were thinking you know they're so close together those seats you know and i'm such a heathen i think so <laughs> You don't see me at church unless I'm there for a wedding. No, not even weddings now. It's just funerals, you know. And it's like, okay, he's a priest, you know. So then he stayed around. You know, usually they'll do the invocation and they leave. But he stuck around. And then um, he wanted to hear what I was going to say. 
So then afterwards, and usually I would stay for the whole meeting. It's not like I gave my three minutes and because there would be some item that I was going to talk about. And so I would have to stay, whatever. And he stayed. But he, you know, in one of the breaks, he came and talked to me and he says, you know what? He goes, tú eres mi gallita guerrera is what he used to call me. like, what is that? You know, like, you know, you're always fighting. You're like a little, you know. Fighter and stuff. And I was yeah. like, okay, always, you know, don't stop. That's that's what God gave you. You're mm-hmm. here to. You're the. You're speaking for the community. You mm-hmm. know, somebody's got to talk for all of us and all this. And and then he's. And then I told him, you know, I said, oh well, you know, I help the homeless, and you know, I just don't come and piss off the council. I also, you know, help the homeless. He's like, really, you do? And I go, yeah. And then I said, we feed them, and then. And I'm gonna look for somewhere to do it for Thanksgiving. I want to do something special instead of doing it at the park or the parking lot because we moved to the parking lot. Yeah, the one behind uh-huh. the, but the JC Penny area. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then so he says, "Well, you know what? I'll I'll lend you the Juan Diego Hall." Oh wow. And then I said, "How much are you gonna charge me for it?" He goes, "No, nothing, because it's you know you're helping the community, you're helping the less fortunate, and that's what the Catholic Church, I mean Catholic Church, is for, and we're supposed to help. And I'm not gonna charge you." I'm like, "Really?" Well, I was like shocked. Okay, you know, so he, so the first Thanksgiving, it's, you know, I take like, it was like 60. And that's a big haul, you know. Yeah. And so we had the whole haul to ourselves, you know, and whatever. And then um, and he was supposed to close, uh, close actually that night, the hall, the priest. And I'm looking for him, like, oh, where he hasn't come. And it was like, towards the end of the night, and who's going to close? And I didn't know who to call, and I'm yeah. like, whatever. And then he stands up. He's been sitting there the whole time with the homeless, but he doesn't wear that little collar thing. <laughs> so I thought he was one of the homeless. I just, like, scanned people, and I just thought he was one of the homeless. He gets up, and I was like, ay, padrecito. You know? And he would laugh. At, he thought it was the funniest thing. And, and um, so he says, I go, oh, can you lend it to me for Christmas? I want to do a posada, mm-hmm. right? And then he says, okay, well, for the posada, he says, I know, you know, these people are, you know, are homeless and, you know, we're supposed to be nice to them and help them or whatever. He goes, but I think Christmas is more about children, mm. you know. And then so he goes, how in the senior citizens? And there's, I know a lot of senior citizens that don't have family and they, they're alone at Christmas and whatever. Yeah. He goes, how about integrating them into this, inviting them? I said, okay, well, you invite the senior citizens, you know, whatever. And he goes, well, no, you invite them. No, I don't know senior citizens, you know. <laughs> and then so I called Area Agency of Aging. And I said, okay, how do I, you know, how do I know where the senior citizens are at? And it's like, oh, well, you know, they had a list of the seven senior citizen homes here in Calexico. Who There's, knew there was seven? What? I didn't know that was seven. <laughs> seven. I'm like, okay. But so is it I, homes or like, like complexes? Well, like it's the, the complexes. Like okay. Rivera and, you know, the, but it's... The, uh, but Spud Moreno? Uh-huh. That one. And So there's seven of these here mm-hmm. in, in Calexico. So I contacted the managers and I said, okay, you need to, you know, identify. You know who the ones are that are alone. Mm-hmm. That family doesn't come for Christmas and they're alone. I said, those are the ones we're trying to target. So I would give them, each one would have four uh, invitations and they would give it out to them. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, you know, I contacted Lalo Perez again from the LNA shuttle. And then I said, can you go pick up all these, you know, senior citizens? And I said, it's seven homes. You're going to have to do a run. He goes, yeah, yeah. He's always, always well, helping, always, you know. Okay. And I said, okay. So he would pick up go and then deliver them back home, you know, <laughs> afterwards. And so we had... Um, the senior citizens, and then he wanted children. So I had, you know, I knew about Cancer Resource Center of the Desert. And then one of my classmates from class of 82 is the founder of Amigos de Alejandro. 
they deal okay. with children with cancer. He also from Calexico, mm-hmm. right? So I called them too, and I said, you know what? I have you can get four families each, and then um, so we can invite them. So I would take them to invitations, and and then they would invite the people and stuff. And then I talked to Hortensia Armendariz from the um, Family Resource Center mm-hmm. here for with the school district, and then I told her, I said, okay. Give me a low-income family, and usually it's the the homeless families, which, which are considered homeless because they're living with somebody else, like in somebody's apartment. There's like three families together in an apartment, and mm-hmm. so they're considered homeless because they don't have a home, you know. And so, um, so they got me one from each school, and there's 13 schools in Calexico. Wow. Okay, so um, so that's how it ended up growing. Plus 60 to 70 of the of this of the, the homeless. homeless. So, um, and then of course we needed Santa Claus and <laughs> my husband, um, being Gordo too, you know, so he, he played Santa Claus and then Norma played Mrs. Santa oh, Claus. Really? Yeah. Pays to be fat at Christmas time, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so she played Mrs. Santa, he played Santa. And then that first year I was able to, um, my two boys, my two sons, um, they were still minors. And I had control over them and had they had to do what I said, right? If you want to live in <laughs> yeah, my home, yeah. you're going to do what I say. So I actually got them to um, dress up as like elves, elves, right? And then till my youngest saw one of his classmates in the crowd and rushed to the bathroom and changed and said, never again. <laughs> so that was that one year only that I could get him to do that. And um, so you know we had the elves and then we had santa claus and whatever and so everybody received the gift so then um like the school uh or things i would give me like okay i would need the first name and the, well the family right so it's like garcia family has three kids and the mom and dad or it's just a mom single mom or whoever i had their first names and their age so i could have the age appropriate gifts mm-hmm. um senior citizens homeless and um the adults all got a little blanket but the kids would get age appropriate toys, toys you know so because santa had to give out toys right so we had to do this whole production of getting every, the families together and then it's like i would we would on the invitation would say um rsvp call this number and rsvp so they would call me and i would tell them it's like okay you're the only ones coming right because i don't want you to bring somebody and then there's not going to be a gift for them because yeah. everybody needs to get a gift mm-hmm. and it's like oh and like, okay give me your mama's name you know or you know well my we live in my sister's house so that'd be another family we would add and it's so it started adding up it was one year we had 250 people wow. together you know and so then I'm out there fundraising and then putting on Facebook. I need either you guys give me money and I can buy the toys or you guys bring me toys or bring me something. So, you know, and then like Assemblyman Garcia one year brought me a lot of toys. And so that kept us like for two years we had toys. Wow. But we would buy other toys on mm-hmm. top of that, you know. And then people would um, like the Heffernan Memorial Healthcare District would um, give us blankets and stuff like that so it was like everybody pitched in mm-hmm. and that's how we were able to do this and then from the beginning from when we had um i think the first time was when we were at the methodist church uh mcdonald's came over and brought us uh meals for all the homeless that mm-hmm. day. and ever since then every month they they give us a financial donation mm-hmm. and then at thanksgiving they will pay the financial donation pays for the venue so wherever I'm going to have it, like um, at the um, 
We just had it at the senior citizen hall. Where's that one? Right behind the community center. But it's a okay. senior okay, yeah, citizen the one behind right behind it, mm-hmm. the little one. So um, McDonald's paid for the venue. And then they also pay for the turkeys. Oh. So they pay for all the turkeys and stuff. And then uh, then my husband ends up all cooking them and, you know. <laughs> And, um, but there's, you know, I have other people that help us, you know, with the, with the food and stuff or whatever. And they also, for the posada, they'll, um, sponsor the happy meals. Mm. So all the children up to 12 years will get happy meals. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, you know, the happy meal comes with a drink. So then I tell them, don't, don't send me sodas. I have that here. Send me milk, the little milk bottle things, because then they have milk and cookies with Santa. Mm. Well, Mrs. Santa, Norma's reading a story. They're eating milk and cookies because Santa's oh. got to eat cookies, right? Yeah. And Gordo's got to have a snack, <laughs> you know. And then so um, so they do that. And then we'll do the teenagers get pizza. And then the uh, adults will get the tamales and the beans and rice. or You know, and everybody like brings beans or rice, salad. You know, we'll get all that donated and stuff. So it becomes that becomes a production. Wow. So like. You know, it's like from September through December, January, I'm like really busy, you yeah. know, because I'm like gathering, I'm begging everybody for money, <laughs> you know, Gran Plaza will give us some money and stuff like that. And usually uh, when it's uh, election time, you know, you're trying to get elected yeah. and oh yeah, we're going to give you a donation. So I think I got to hit up Mr. Hodge this year, you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see who's running so I can go hit him up, you know. And so we've done that. So we do the, the Thanksgiving, we do the um, posada at Christmas. And then I try to do like a, once a year we do a resource fair for them where I get all the departments, different departments like county or, you know, social security or different, you know, departments that come in and offer like the information to them. And then... Um, I usually try to do it because we also work in conjunction with uh, the men's shelter, Catholic Charities, mm-hmm. who own Our Lady of Guadalupe Men's Shelter. So um, Eddie Preciado is the director, and he's, he's really good. It's like, what do you need? You know, I was like, well, you know what? Your population is one. And, it you know, it's mainly like maybe field workers or something, or, you know, but my populations are the ones that uh, fall through the cracks. That cannot enter there because they have the drug problem and they're the borrachitos and you know I mean reality is reality yeah you know they're not gonna make it in there because they have their problems and stuff so it's like okay but you know can you lend me your showers and then so yeah 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 I want to lend your showers and stuff and so they're able to go from three to five every day any day and they can go and they know it's brown bag people and they take showers oh. and so we provide these kits we make these like you know yeah. kits and stuff and so that's why i'm always asking hey you know toiletries you know if you go to dollar tree and just, then the, the like yeah. in the hotels little shampoos yeah i'm always telling people that i know that travel a lot it's like pull the toiletries every day if you're gonna stay a whole week every night that's take funny. them and they have to replace them the, you know if you leave them there they won't replace them so yeah. you gotta remove them and, and so they'll replace them and then i get people that bring me in bunch of stuff yeah so we make those little kids and that's what they used to take showers so right now what i'm trying to do is get a a shower trailer and so i've looked into that and we had bids from different companies and um and one of them was like uh nineteen thousand and and plus but there's that three thousand delivery because it's coming from indiana i'm at a fregada there's nobody (laughs) here near here yeah you know so of course it's got to come from over there it's going to come to me three thousand dollars and whatever so yesterday as a matter of fact we just got a grant from the iid i got a grant for fifteen thousand dollars and then i got the grant from the following money that 
I can't remember the name of it. It's another different grant. Mm-hmm. I got $5,000 from there. So that's 20000 right? So we've already paid for the trader. Now we got to pay for the, for the, for the delivery. Yeah. And Planned Parenthood uh, gave us $1,000. So we'll have the 21. So now I have to fundraise maybe 3,000 more for, you know, and stuff. It's like 2,000 something. But I know there's going to be tax in there and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking we're going to have to sell like uh, work with pollos, mis pollos. Okay. And I've already talked to them. So we're going to do like, you know, a, a plate, chicken plate and stuff. And so we can sell plates and get money and stuff so we can get that. So I'm hoping by the next summer. I'll be able to have the trailer here. And that's just the trailer. Yeah. So my husband has a van and of course he's going to get stuck having to driving it. <laughs> yeah, I already told him. He's like, Man, I, feel I, guess, I feel bad for your husband. I know. Pobrecito. He's, yeah. oh my God, he's a saint. Yeah. Putting up with me and my mouth. That and alone, everything, right? Yes, that alone. Just me. <laughs> never mind the brown bag. Yeah. Putting up with me is, is like, you know, he needs yeah, he needs something. To, yeah, he Sainthood. needs to talk to, to the church. And yeah. Then, sainthood and stuff you know and then he'd rather have cash though but yeah sainthood's good and then um you know so but then he's also a board member so it's like uh then i do the guilt right well you're a board member you gotta help you know it's not it's not because you know you're with me it's it's you're the board member and so talking about the board members my board members are um what's my husband ricardo leva myself and then it's not um Diana Garcia Ruiz mm-hmm. from Proyecto Heber. And then you got Terry Nava from the director of housing authority here in Calexico. And then you have um, Margaret Salsa from the Sure Helpline mm-hmm. Crisis. And so that's the board. That's, that's the board that we have. So your husband's the only, the only man in that board? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. <laughs> It's like, we didn't have an ass. It's like, no, you're going to be on the board. So, you know, it's like, because then before it's like, he, you know, he always has like a comment or he has like, well, you should do this. Or you should do that. Well, you know what? If you're going to be telling me what to do, then you're going to be on the board. Yeah. So you get to tell me, you know, you get to tell all of us, the five of us, you know, and stuff. But then it comes back to him because he's on the board. He has to do all this stuff. Right? So. And it's like, well, why am I the one that has to dress up as Santa? You know, why? <laughs> well, you're the only man and you're fat. You know, what can I say? So Norma does Mrs. Santa, you know. So um, and now because of my kids are not, you know, I'm, they've already grown. One's a Marine and, and the other one lives in San Diego. So, you know, I'm an empty nester. I don't have my children anymore. So we got the um, ladies from uh, Zumba, a Zumba class. Uh-huh. And um, they dress up like the. The elves. The elves. Oh, cool. You know, so that's worked out because now it's more elves. Right? Yeah. So so that works out. And really plus you get a lot of help from high school students, right, sometimes? Right. And then so we used to do uh, a cleanup, a downtown cleanup. And um, I would work with the Aurora uh, students that have the detention. So their Saturday mm. school would become going out there, you know, once a month with us and then cleaning. And then the the homeless would go with us. You know, and then they would clean up because there's a lot of homeless, you know, that there's that they say it's like, you know, there's no way to repay anything you guys do for us. And so I tell them, oh, you want to repay me? Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. I'm going to put you to work. I said, well, you know what? You can. Let's go clean up the community. I mean, they get blamed for all the mess anyways, right? Uh, Because it's like the... you see it on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the alley stink of urine. It's all the homeless. Well, it's not just the homeless. You got all the rateros standing there. You got all the taxi people standing. You know, they're not, 
the homeless is not the only problem you have. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna, it, it upsets me when they blame everything on them. <laughs> and then there's a bad homeless, and then there's a good homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you got all them druggies that are they're stealing and and stuff, and they steal from the homeless. You know, because they know some of them have a check. You know, yeah. they'll get something and and stuff, and they'll steal their stuff. And so you know, within you've got that bad element, and then you've got the good element. You know, as good as it gets, but you know, but they all get lumped in together, yeah. and it's anything happens, the homeless, mm-hmm. you know, and and then it's like, oh, pues Maribel the brown bag, you know, I read in the newspaper, <laughs> one of the council members put on on Calexico Chronicle, and you know, I was at home reading it, and um, somebody sent me the link because I don't get it because I'm in Calexico yeah. and I'm reading it and I was started yelling at the computer and my <laughs> husband's like, they can't hear you. <laughs> it's like, who are you yelling at now? Certain council member who puts on there that, you know, the brown bag is the one that has a homeless there. You know, they were there before the brown bag started. Yeah. They, they've been here. They, every city has them. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, Calexico has the only Yeah, I mean, I just read a, an article that, you know, California has like, I don't know, this huge percentage of yes. the nation's um, homeless. And really, if you look at just here in the Valley, I think El Centro has a bigger problem than we do. Mm. I mean, we have them, but I think El Centro has like a bigger problem. Than I think what it, I think with El Centro's like you see, well, I mean, it's a bigger number of homeless because mm-hmm. you see them like, like scatter all over the place. Mm-hmm. And normally here they stay. They stay in one place. Uh-huh. So the problem was that we were we were feeding at the at the parking lot right mm-hmm. and so i chose to move that I, I made the decision to move from there because i started seeing more cars parking there because of those plasma centers that opened up oh, and then yeah. they're building another one oh yeah right bit, in front right? yeah so i thought you know i i wouldn't want my car around homeless people you know and stuff so i thought okay let's let's move away because we used to use it because hardly anybody used it yeah it was empty pretty much so it's like okay no no too many cars let's move and so they wanted a certain council member wanted me to move it to Rodriguez, um, no, not Heber Park, the one by the old armory. Okay, over here. Uh huh. So I went. To, it's a nice park. It yeah. even has the that park has um, the Heffernan Memorial equipment for like. Oh, the the exercise park. The exercise stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. So it, it's like a really nice park, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. no, and they're not gonna walk all the way over here yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, it's too far. And then so it's like just because some people complain because they're still near downtown or they're near the park or you know because they started to see a lot of mess. It did become a mess at the park. And with them boxes, and, and it did become, you know, I saw that as like, okay, this is not gonna go well. Yeah. You know, with certain members of the community that live around here and that have complained from day one, you know? And so when they said it's like, okay, that certain council member that put it on the newspaper that said, you know, they should move it to, you know, because he's trying to get us away from downtown too, to uh, that park. And I went, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna move it over here. It's like, you know, I saw a difference. What's the difference between Rockwood Park and this, you know, Hebrew Park? Mm-hmm. The difference is the community that lives around it, the residents around that park. Yeah. You've got a whole bunch of low-income people living around. You had housing. You know, yeah, the, the, the housing, housing. House, the apartments, and mm-hmm. then there's just like a bunch of um, apart, older apartments around that area. Right. So that's the difference. Whereas near Rockwood Park, you have some supposedly prominent people living around there that don't like it and complain all the time 
you know so i thought no why are you going because it, it said something like um we're trying to clean up rockwood park okay so if you're gonna try to clean up rockwood park that means you're gonna dirty up heber park mm-hmm. you know but it's okay because those people around that live there are you know low income yeah so i said no i told and I'm, I'm say, i told the manager and i told the mayor i said i am not moving it over there and if you make me move it over there what i'm going to do is i'm going to make flyers go to everybody's everybody that lives around there pass out the flyers and i'm going to drag them all to your next council meeting so they can complain then now we're trying to move them to their backyard. If you're trying to get them out of Rockwood's backyard, now you're going to move them into Heber's backyard, yeah. right? Heber Park. Right? And I said, so I'm going to bring them and you're going to have a house full of residents that are going to be up in arms because you're trying to do this. And they're like, okay, well, where do you want to go? And I said, I'm going to move it to Border Park. Before, we couldn't do it at Border Park because the collects, you know, the people came in through Mexicali uh-huh. through there. But now that it's not being used, because they kept saying, well, that's the entryway into Calexico. You don't want to see oh, the fountain doesn't work. The park looks like crap. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, but you don't want to see the homeless. So now when they closed it and they went to the new port of entry, okay, the only ones that see it are the people on the Greyhound, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, who cares? You know, so I said, no, I'm going to move it to Water Park. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't care if you put them at the east part or west part of the town they're always going to congregate downtown yeah they're always going to be there so you're not going to remove them just because you go feed it we go feed over there at the port. they're just going to walk back to mm. downtown because they're trying to get them out of downtown mm. okay then why can't El central get them out of downtown why can't you know probably get them out of downtown san diego they're all downtown yeah. Yeah. they're always going to be downtown for some reason you know and i said okay so we're going to go to we went to border park and then I said, you know, I was like, I'm going to try to like clean up and tell people, hey, you know what? Move your little casitas over here to a border park and, and let's clean up Rockwood Park and, you know, and stuff. Yeah, because for a while, like, mm-hmm. you had a, it was like a packed house at, at Rockwood mm-hmm. Park, right? And it's funny because, you know, I mean, I, and I tell them it's literally, I mean, before it was like, yeah, the homeless, whatever, whatever. But it be, that eyesore became literally their backyard. That's their backyard. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, now you can't look the other way and, you know, think, okay, they're downtown. No, 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 they're in, you know, that mess is right behind you, you know. And, so, and we would tell them it's, and then you got, you had somebody that was like a hoarder and started bringing all sorts of stuff. So then what happened is the other start, the other people start saying, well, they don't tell them anything. So we're mm. going to bring our stuff. Yeah. And that's how it grew. That mess grew. Mm-hmm. And then, and we would tell them, I say, throw your stuff. They're going to bring a bin. You throw your stuff, you know, because they're going to complain. And, you know, you know how it is around here. Everybody complains about you guys being here and you're making it worse for yourselves by having all this clutter and stuff. And then that's when the, the police started saying, hey, you know, we're going to pick up your stuff and you got 60 days to go pick up there. They give them a ticket for their items uh-huh. because the, see the people don't know that there's a law, that law changed and you can't remove them. You mm-hmm. can't take away their stuff before you were able to throw away their things, you know, and, and nobody would say anything. I mean, they would complain and cry because that's their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like somebody went to your house and dumped your stuff in the trash can. Yeah. How would you like that? Right. So the law changed and you can't do that. So, and that's why people don't understand. It's like, well, just get them out of there and throw their stuff. No, you can't. That's against the law. Mm-hmm. You know, in public areas. And the park is a public park. So so what they did is they, they would tell them, okay, here's your, your claim ticket for your stuff. It's going to be at a city place somewhere. You can go get it. You got 60 days to go get it. Really, you think they're going to go get it? 
No, they're just they're stuff. just gonna go get more stuff from somewhere. New else. stuff, you yeah. know, new trash, you know. But you know, like they say, you know, your trash might be somebody's treasure, yeah. my treasure, you know. Yeah. So that's their treasure. So we see it as trash. So, and so it's funny because people are like, "Why can't the cops do anything? Why can't the city do anything?" Well, city managers tied to the law. Mm-hmm. Police are tied to the law. Yeah, you know, it's not that easy. And so, but they have cleaned it up. We, you know, they did clean it up and stuff. And so some, some still live there, but it's not as cluttered as it got to one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember down. passing by one time and I was like, it was like, a, like, yeah, it was like a, like a little small town down in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was, so it was like, packed. But see, that's what upset me because, okay, they had been there before. They were there before 2014, before we even yeah. posted the thing, whatever. Yeah. There's always been, but um, this article made it seem like, well, the reason they're there is because, you know, they brown bag feeds there mm. and brown bag feeds. Uh, honestly, do you think somebody's going to be homeless because they're going to get one meal from the brown bag? Yeah. Uh, hell no. No. You know, but OK, if, if it makes you feel better to br- blame the brown bag. Go for it. Hey, guys, sorry for the interruption, but it's time to pay some bills. So here's a word from one of our sponsors. All right, so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. How do you feel um, in terms of, you know, those people that, you know, could easily or those men that could easily be at the men's shelter, but, you know, just because of their, you know, addiction, you know, they would rather just be. Unless you get these people into rehab, they're not going to go, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to go with it. You know, that Borrachito's not going to leave that, you know, beer and stuff. And so he's never going to go into that, into that shelter. We have, um, they they have like five beds assigned to brown bag. So if I have somebody that I can put in there, you know, I can send him with a referral and or they, I'll just tell him to go over there. And we identify that they're, they can stay there. They don't have substance abuse. They don't have something. And usually, you know, what happens is when these, like, field workers or whatever, they lose their mica, their green card, mm. and you can't cross to Mexicali because then how are you going to get back? Yeah. And you have to work. So then they stay in the streets because they have to work. Mm-hmm. And so it's those people that are going to, you know, that I can put in the in the um, shelter till they get their paperwork and then they get their green card. And once they get their green card, they go home. Yeah. You know, so those are the people that I'm able to to put in there that mm-hmm. I know they have no substance abuse and you know it's an emergency and then they'll take them and uh, but the other ones they'll never they'll never be in there you know you've got the drugs you've got the alcohol and then there's some people that have been homeless so long it's like they they're that's what they want to be yeah. that's what they want to do they want yeah, nobody cra- telling them what to do it's crazy that you know some of us might think that you know oh they're you know mm, I don't know, like, for some reason, they don't want to be, go to a home or get help. But at the end of the day, like, a lot of people, this is what they've known for so long that, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 really can't imagine themselves in, mm-hmm. in a house, paying bills. Because, right. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's not easy owning a home or an apartment. Right. It's, and you add the fact that, you know, some of these people are, um, some of them are a little bit older they can't get a really get a pay, high paying job where they mm-hmm. can't afford, you know. The only thing you have is a field work, mm-hmm. field work. That's all you got, you mm-hmm. know. And then they'll go work and then they to get the check and then they're drinking and whatever and stuff. And there's some people like they won't go to the to the shelter because you have rules, mm-hmm. and they just been accustomed to free for all, mm-hmm. you know. And they don't like rules, you know, so they're not gonna go there. And so we 
that's my population. That's our population. That's the one we cater to. Because, like, people tell me, why do you do this? You know, well, I didn't start out to do this. This was never a goal that I wrote down. I'm going to have a shelter and I'm going to have this. It wasn't on your bucket list. No, it was a (laughs) Facebook post that just got out of hand. And then I could never stop. And and now I don't want to stop. Now, you know, I am going to go out and help them, you know. But the thing is, I've been blessed in my life, you know. And so it, you have to pay it forward. That's the way I see it. You have to pay it forward. And then I have two sons, you know, one's a Marine. And that's why I that Peter, who is a veteran from the Navy, is like, you know, he's my one of my favorites. I hate to say that I have favorites, but I do. He's one of my favorites because, you know, he is a veteran. He's yeah. out in the streets and he will never get help because he's got that PTSD. And he's got that schizophrenia. He's got mm. whatever it is, the drug, you, whatever it is. And he's never going to get help. So if I can make his life easier once in a while, you know, and stuff like for his birthday, it's coming up on the 23rd. So, you know, I already bought him a new jacket and new thermals and on and on. So he's going to get his little present, yeah. you know. And so I, for Veterans Day, I picked him up, took him to the um to the men's shelter he took a shower i gave him clothes new clothes because you obviously have to throw what they're wearing and um and then i took him you know to yum yums and sorry i didn't bring him here i should have <laughs> next time yeah. next time and then so um uh i took him to yum yums and then he had a meal and that was a day of the earthquake oh, okay. and it was so funny because you know everything's moving and then he looks at me because he's eating and he goes you're feeling that right and i said yes we're all feeling it okay and he goes back to eating like okay i'm like you know my Schizo stuff and yeah. off and whatever. No, we're all feeling it, you know. So that was funny. And then I took him back to the park and I, you know, dropped so, him off home. <laughs> yeah. And so I try to do like always, you know, give him socks. So is he stuff. is he your only veteran here? That I know of. The other veteran was elderly and then he got run over on Imperial Avenue here. They flew him to San Diego, but he died. Oh, he died wow. over there. And um so and then Tata, our first one, the eighty six year old, uh-huh. he also got run over at the Pet Boys parking lot. Because because the and I would tell him don't lay down because you pass out in the middle of the wherever, and he did it at, at the parking lot and the person had you know the sun in his eyes didn't see him, and ran him over and so and it killed him and stuff uh. so so we've had and then we had one we lost one to this uh, the summer to heat stroke to heat, wow and so and and we started doing where we're in the summer we go out there and take them water yeah and know? something that, that's something that i noticed that um you know this started with the facebook post and now that you know like when it's really hot like you'll post you'll post something or somebody will post something and you'll get somebody volunteering like hey i brought people water out here at the mm-hmm. park like mm-hmm. it's it's now it's not you know these people have um you know taken the lead from you and and you know they'll they'll volunteer on their own like right. oh you know and it's something that uh, like it amazes me how you know people you you have those people that oh you know why are you doing this you know just making them stay here or whatnot mm-hmm. but then you have all these people that you know in the beat of a heart they'll go out there and you know right and, and I have this one couple Chris and Vivi Leal and Chris is a veteran he just he just retired from the Navy he's a he was a cook there and so he you know he makes a meal and all that stuff and so. I would go out there, me and my son would go out there, and then them two would go out there. And we would take, like, the two hottest days of the week mm-hmm. when it was the extreme heat. Yeah. We do it on, on the extreme heat. And then, uh, because they're going to get water when at the feeding at 730. Mm-hmm. But if it was an extreme heat day, then one of us would take one day and then I'd take the other. And then, um, so we posted that, and then we had um, the IV Transit 
people. They saw that. And so they brought us, you know, a whole pallet of water from Costco. Oh, wow. And so they donated that water. And then um, I got um, McDonald's and uh, Sun Community uh, Credit Union mm-hmm. donated like a whole bunch of um, the Gatorades. Oh, okay. So we'll give them the Gatorade. We'll give them water and stuff. And, and then we'll take them some like cheese sticks, something cold. Yeah. It's always like, you know, or I'll get apple, you know, the apple sauce and put it in the, in the refrigerator the night before. So it'll be really cold. And then we take them in ice chest and stuff and we pass that out. So, and then we take the bolis or some, you know, otter pops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's cold. And then they end up using the water from the, from the ice chest. Once I've taken everything out, we would give them the bags of ice with ice in it and mm-hmm. they would put their stuff in there. And then, one of the girls just practically took a bath because she was like, oh yeah, she I was saw really, uh-huh, she was having like heat stroke because uh-huh. she was really. I looked at her and I was like, okay, you don't look good, and you know, and she was dark girl, uh-huh. but she was turning white, and I'm like, okay, you're not looking good, and it's like, so she got under the you know the spigot from the ice chest, mm-hmm. and the cold ice cold water was just you know she was taking like a shower in and stuff like uh-huh. that, and it kind of cooled her down. And then it's like, oh, she goes, oh, okay, I feel better. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, if we had not been there, that she would have had a heat stroke yeah. and we and we lost one of the old elderly men to to that heat stroke mm-hmm. you know and so i thought we have to get out there and then we had the hepatitis a when san diego had that outbreak uh, okay. that it you know killed a lot of the uh, homeless out there and mm-hmm. stuff and then i thought oh my god if it gets here because we get a lot of people from san diego yeah that's why something you say is where are these people from well san diego's trying to get rid of them so they put them on a bus and send them to us over here or yeah. wherever however much money they have and usually this is where they end up in El Centro or whatever in here. And so um, I didn't want that coming over here. And I thought, if San Diego, who has more money, can't deal with the outbreak, how is County of Imperial, we're all poor, how are they going to deal with it, right? So then um, I thought, okay, aside from that, I'm going to go to the health department. And so I asked the health department, what can we do about the hepatitis? They gave me a flyer. <laughs> and then and the, and the fire said, okay, you have to wash your hands and, and you know, what's open and and So then I started making kits. You know, it was a, the kits for the, this to wash your hands. So, mm-hmm. you know, it had little bottles of water from, from Costco and stuff. And then we had put soap and then we had, you know, the little wash rag and, and like um, anything um, that, um, that hand sanitizer and stuff. So we put that and then we included that the flyer pill, uh-huh. in there. That said how to, you know, clean, wash your hands and whatever, whatever. And then so that I put that on Facebook and then the health department saw that I had put that on Facebook. So then, oh, and then I went to, um, also I went to the Heffernan Memorial Healthcare District and I asked him, I said, you know what? I said, um, can you guys pay for the, the immunization for the shots? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, you know. Yeah, well, we're going to do it. They all said yes or whatever, whatever. Well, in order for them to get it, they had to go through the health department because the state, I guess, gives it to the health department. I don't know how that little red tape works. And yeah. Stuff. So then the health department contacted me and they said, you know, we'd like to go out with our mobile unit and go out there and uh-huh. run your feedings. And then, well, they said, just go out there. I said, well, if you go out there by yourself, good luck with that. Because, if, you know, how long it took me to get these people to trust me and yeah. stuff. So it has to be during the feed when I'm there so I can tell them, hey, you know, this is what they're doing come... And then I said, but can you bring water so you can pass out water? It's uh, anybody that's going to help needs to bring me either water or granola bar, something. You're going to give them something. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, we'll provide water, you know. And, sh- and then we put uh, the like wash stations where they would be able to wash their hands and stuff. And then in and, and that day, we did, I think, about 21 people. 
And we usually feed like 70, 80, because I told them, I said, come at the end of the month when I have the most people. Mm -hmm. During the first 15 days, I'll get maybe 50, 60 people. But after the 20th on, and they already ran out of their money. So now I'm looking yeah. at 70, I'm looking at 80. So because they, they, didn't, they weren't going to have somebody give them a shot. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> and, and, you know, so because they don't trust it. Yeah. You know, and even there's this health department on their big old van right there. And you got nurses, dressed as nurses. And it's like, I would have to tell them, I said, come on. And I would get one. I said, okay, you got to do it. So the rest of them see you do it. And yeah, just you like know, little whatever. kids, right? Uh-huh. It's like, follow the leader and then whatever. And then, so yeah, I, we got like 21. And then we did another run at the men's shelter to get the population from that, from the men's mm. shelter. We got another 23 there. So, and now it's their, um, they have to get a booster shot, the second shot that comes with it. And so it looks like we might be doing it this Monday that's coming. So, um, because we got to do it before the 12th. Mm. So they're going to be out there again doing that booster shot and, or the ones that didn't, weren't there the first time. So we're going to go out there again and do that with the health department. So now you got entities that are helping, you know, yeah. are trying to help and stuff. Um, how, how many of your population do you think um, are dealing with like mental health issues? Most of them. Yeah. It's either drugs, alcohol, or the mental issues. And then, you know, most of them have mental issues. And then, and the thing is, you're never going to get anywhere unless you house them. You got to house them. You got to house them first and then get them all the help that they need. You know, behavioral health has to come out and do something. And, and then where do you house them? The housing authority, all their units are full. Mm. You know, there's no affordable housing anywhere. That's why you have so many families paired up, even tripled up at somebody's apartments. So you got yeah. three families and stuff. So it's really hard. That's why I'm, I'm looking at that. Uh, I've been watching YouTube all <laughs> tiny houses. crazy. The tiny houses. Yeah. And we're actually going, our board, we're going to go to, um, they're having a, the big conference where they have all the, tiny houses on and it's going to be at the Del Mar Fair grounds uh, next next year like March or something like that I can't remember the date so we're going to go up there and look at them okay. and that's what I've been telling the city because Mr. Hodge did a task force created a task a homeless task force mm -hmm. you know there's a one for the county and but he you have to create for your own city yeah the county is like everybody yeah. you know so yeah, they, don't, they don't really know yeah and so it's like, okay, we're going to do something for just our city. What are we going to do and stuff? And so we got different people, you know, like you have the neighborhood house, you have um, the Catholic <coughs> Charities, you got us, you got um, having a memorial board. You have different entities coming, you know, have behavioral health and all that to see what we can do. Mm -hmm. And it's always been, you're never going to get nowhere to house them. So we got to put them in little tiny houses. And, you know, because people's like, well, they should go get a job. Okay, you try to get a job when you don't have a house and you don't have nowhere to take a shower and you don't have good clothes to go do an interview, yeah. and and now everything's online and they don't have computer. You know, even that, like normal regular people that you know have a home and are struggling mm -hmm. to pay bills, like they can't even get a job. Right. Sometimes. So now you expect these people that have no resources and stuff to go out there. So it's like when I when I see that, well, they should get a job. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh huh. Ignorant. Yeah. So it's like. And that's the other thing that the other part where I left off that, you know, the reason that I do this is because, you know, I, I want to pay it forward, but because of my children, because I think, you know, my, my youngest is a Marine. Okay. And I looked at Peter and it's like, if 
heaven forbid anything happened to my son and he come back from a war because he's going to Afghanistan and in April he leaves for deployment, deployment over there. And I'm, you know, I'm already stressing. But heaven forbid anything comes back and he comes back like Peter. You know, and when I'm gone, I'm thinking, hopefully there'll be somebody that wants somebody that will hand him a, a brown bag with one sandwich, chips and water. Yeah. You know, if anything, at yeah. least. And that's why I'm like, these people are somebody's brother, somebody's son, somebody's uncle or something. And that's the way I see it. It's like when I'm gone, hopefully somebody, you know, if, if my children were to need something, somebody will pick up that. Yeah, yeah that. we don't. I mean, we we don't see it because we're not in that situation. And, and you know, really, like anybody, any of us could, you know, if anything happens, like we could, you know, be in, mm-hmm. in that situation. Right. Or like we don't have a home. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, you 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 don't only feed the homeless. There's people that do have homes that might yeah. you know need a little bit of food that might come right. in. And it's like we're all one paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. we're here, all like that here in the valley. Yeah. So when I start seeing like the women with the kids, then I'll ask them, "Why are you in line? You know, don't you have? Pues sí, pero ya se me acabaron los food stamps, se me acabó el dinero, y pues no tengo para la comida. So they bring the kids to have get a thing. I said, okay, well then let me know. They will get you, you know, a, some food, some canned goods and, mm-hmm. and stuff, and we'll buy you so you don't have to stand in line con los borrachitos and los, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Bring the kids, and, yeah. Uh-huh, because I get families, I'm like, okay, we don't want to have that. Yeah. You know, and then. Um, do, you, do you guys work with um, the food bank? You know? Yeah, we put in. A, we're gonna put in a, an application to get um, food like that, and then so. But it's not that many. We don't get that many. Okay. So it's once in a while we'll get one or two, and then that's when we tell them, okay, we're gonna tell me what your address is. We're gonna go drop off the box so you don't have to come over here. I'd rather you're not in the line. Your kids are not in the line. Yeah. You know, you, they should be doing homework, not be standing in the line at seven mm. thirty for a meal. Yeah. You know, and then so so we do get that. You know, and then we have like there's some seniors that, you know, they get meals on wheels, but that's like at lunchtime or something, they go drop it off. And, mm-hmm. and then like at the end of the month when their money's exhausted, then it's like they'll come and get a meal because we don't turn people away unless, you know, whatever we have. Mm-hmm. But if we have it, we're not going to judge. That's what I tell my feeders. Like, don't judge because yeah. you don't know. Because somebody's like, oh, well, se bajó del carro y del van. Y lo viene y se pone acá. I said, yeah, but they live in the van. They mm. live in that car. You don't know that. And then, because I do have people that live in their in their vehicles. And so I said, it doesn't matter if you see them getting off of the bats. That's the only thing they have. Yeah. And so if you have the food, you know, give it to them. Mm. Now the problem is because we're downtown at the border park, we get the raiteros. Mm. And raiteros going to get in line. Tienen vergüenza, okay? But okay, we're not going to judge. If you're a ratero and you really need a meal and you have to stand in line with, whatever, if there's money, I mean, if there's food, we'll give it to you. But it's like, really, you know, so I told my feeders, I said, you know our population. You yeah. guys have been doing it long enough to know who our people are. So those extra people that, you know, are raiteros or whatever, that are just getting in line or whatever, put them to the end. Yeah. Y si alcanza, alcanzó. But if not, then you're at the end. They're at the end, you know. And so, because they're like, ay, pero son raiteros. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess they're hungry, you know. <laughs> and if you have the food, just give it to them. Yeah. You know? It's like, but put them to the end. Our people first, and then say, "Come on, Nimola, yeah, go back to your corner or whatever." And you mentioned, you know, the like the family that will tell you that you know they ran out of food stamps. Mm-hmm. 
just came out on the news that over 700,000 people might end up losing their food stamps because what what is isn't our government great <laughs> let's make america great again right uh-huh. don't even get me started on that híjole Oh my so. gosh, yeah. Well, all these people, you know, that get the food stamps. And you know what's funny? 40% of those people are white. Mm. The biggest population that takes uh, food stamps is white. Mm. The minorities are like 2% are, you know, Hispanic yeah. and then the Asians or whatever, whatever. It's like, it's going to hit the white people harder. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. And Texas will be hit hard. Mm. Texas is one of the, but then, hey, you want to live in the red state? You go, you know? <laughs> but, que culpa tienen our little homeless? Yeah. Now they're, you know, their food stamps are going to go down and whatever. So to me, that's like scary because, okay, now I'm going to get more. Yeah, because I think the the reason was like you you have to prove that you're working or that you're trying to get a job. What was it? Was, uh, I don't know they, how that deals with the homeless because obviously they're not working. Mm-hmm. They're not going to work. But like here like that, we have a, like a high unemployment like mm-hmm. rate and it's not like people don't want to work. They just, there's really not ma- that many jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they justify taking away food stamps to people like mm-hmm. our community? You know? Well, obviously, this administration doesn't have to justify anything. They just do it. You know, if they're willing to cage children, <laughs> they're willing to take away your food stamps. <laughs> you know, so that means that's going to put the pressure on us, the non-governmental agencies that help them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, OK, we're going to have to ask for more donations because now it's going to our population is going to grow yeah. because they're going to run out of food stamps earlier. Let's say they get a cut, not necessarily all removed, but they're going to get a cut. So that means, you know, we waited till the 20th till they ran out. They're going to run out sooner. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be at our feedings earlier. And so that's going to be more people. That means a lot more fundraising and a lot, you know, yeah. asking for stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we're at an, an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, already. Lord have mercy. You know, I can talk. <laughs> you should have told me. No, no, it's okay. But, um, you know, I just want to, you know, if people want to help, like, um, mm-hmm. where can they reach you? Do you rather food or mm-hmm. what's 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 the easiest for you to like? The easiest for us is a financial donation because we know what we need to buy. If I need to buy toothpaste or, you know, I, we need the financial. Mm-hmm. Um, they can reach us either on the Facebook page, which is Brownback Coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, our phone number is 760-997-2140. You, I don't check the email. Nobody checks emails no more. I don't think, right? <laughs> Brownback Coalition at Yahoo, but it's almost everything Messenger uh, or through the page, yeah. Or they or they call me and text me on that number, and usually we're looking for the financial. But you know, if you, like there's Water's some people, always, yeah, water. We're always looking for water because we give them water. The sodas are optional, so that's why I tell the feeders, you want to give them sodas, okay, that's optional, but you got to give them the water. Mm. You got to be hydrated. So we'll take water from, you know, if you can only afford a case from, you know, Costco, four ninety nine you know, we'll take it. Mm. That's 40 bottles of water right yeah. there. So, but, you know, we're looking for, always looking for socks. We're always looking like for shoes. Right now I need a lot of like men's shoes. And so I always tell anybody's like men, like, okay, don't throw your shoes away. Give them to me, mm-hmm. you know, because you might think, and I see some really nice shoes, but to them it's old yeah. and new ones. And they're like perfectly fine. And mm-hmm. I mean, these homeless guys are like, really? That's like a new <laughs> pair of shoes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so anything like that, you know, and then because we need the financial because I buy them the underwear. So I'll buy them clean underwear and stuff, the boxers. And um, so we yeah, get and, and all that. even like if you follow the Facebook, like you're always like at, at Walmart shopping around for like the. Yes. Like, they know me already. Yeah. You know, if there's ever a shooting at Walmart, you're going to find me dead in the clearance <laughs> aisle. 
okay? If anybody's looking for me, I'm in the clearance aisle dead because that's where I'm at. Yeah. I live at, it's like every day I'll go by and, you know, like yesterday I found some jackets for $3. Oh, wow. And so those, we're going to raffle off, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to raffle it off at the Posada. So, you know, I'm going to package them nice and put the size and, you know, so we're going to raffle them. So I'm always looking for that clearance and stuff. But I need the financial money, the yeah. money to buy it. Yeah. So because this money that we're getting through IID, that money is going for, for the trailer. Uh-huh. I'm not using it for feedings or toiletries or anything. That is going for that trailer. Yeah. So it's it's solely for that. So if somebody says, oh, she just said she got $15,000, $20,000. Well, yeah, no, it's going for the trailer. Yeah. So if you want to pitch in for the trailer... If you know of any rancher out there, then it's a giver and giver. There's somebody that's going to die and have a will. What is in your will? You know? So, yeah, that's where we look. So, for. yeah, um, yeah, financial is a lot better. Facebook mm-hmm. is probably like the easiest way to get a hold mm-hmm. of you guys. Yeah. Um, and I know you have a lot of people that, you know, are like regulars that donate or help. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to mention any of those? Well, that, that would be we mcdonald's from the beginning day one day one mcdonald's has been there every month they give us a financial plus they step up at thanksgiving they step up at christmas and then uh for the last 18 months december will be the last month um sun community federal mm-hmm. credit union um also gave us a 300 check for 18 months so th- oh, that's wow. helped out a lot you know and then um then we have the like i have one person that 20 dollars you know, monthly, I get it, you know, she sends it out, and then I have, um, like, somebody that works at Wells Fargo, I won't say his name, because he gets mad, mm-hmm. but, you know, a very well-known person from Calexico uh, okay. that works at Wells Fargo in El Centro, <laughs> you know, he, they take it out of his check, so every three months, I get, you know, a check from, from what, I guess, the bank or whatever it is, because he has it allotted in his, in his check. Okay. So if people want to put it in their checks to a, you know, we're a nonprofit, oh, okay. so they can put us down because we're a nonprofit, and then they can look us up. And, and they, they can also do the like Amazon stuff, right? Where you right. go to, um, what is it? Smile. Amazon, it has to be Amazon Smiles. Mm-hmm. If and it's then, just a regular Amazon, no. But if you go to Amazon Smiles and then you designate Brown Bag Coalition, mm. then we get from your purchase, we'll get like a cent or something or whatever. Okay. I got a five dollar check the other day. Woo. Oh, wow. I mean, babe, five dollars. That's a case of water yeah. from Costco, you know. And also, like you're, there's always people that will, will do the Facebook donate. Uh huh. So I'm always what? putting it on there now. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that before, but um, we've gotten in Facebook donations that way. We've gotten about fifteen hundred dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. So it that they sent to me like. Like every quarter or every month or whatever, though, I just got a $480 check. So I know there's more coming. Yeah. And that's going to be used for the posada and stuff. And so, yeah, if you want to donate on Facebook, I do get that money. They don't take a fee or anything. It's straight to oh, wow. us. So it's, it's you give me $5, I get $5. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, and um, I just started the PayPal thing, but I got to learn all that PayPal and all those <laughs> Things, demo, I don't know what they're called and stuff. So, you know, that's too much. Yeah, we use Vedmo in our house. Uh, and then with work and everything, it's like, I have to sit down and do all that stuff, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, they, they can contact that way or, you know, now we have a homeless couple with a baby. Well, they got a room. So they're in Mexicali, they got a room. On, thanks, on Thanksgiving, when we did that, she had just gotten out of the hospital at noon. Wow. And she had to come to the dinner because she was going to have Thanksgiving dinner because she's been at him 
you know, since we started. Wow. So she took the baby and I posted the picture. And people, you know, messaged me, hey, I have like a car seat and I have. Uh, so I've had like four women that have, you know, messaged me and given me stuff. Oh. So she'll be getting the stuff. But we're trying to get her to come, you know, get um, lodging over here on this yeah. side. So for now, they're over there in their room in Hikali. So we're trying to get him here. Mm-hmm. And then so it'll be easier. But, you know, if you have all that, don't don't throw it away. Because we we want to have a yard sale, we can get money off of a yard sale. That money goes towards a feeding. Okay. So yeah, because you guys you guys get a lot of clothes too, right? That mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, uh where you, or where where is well, the, uh, the uh, men's shelter yeah. l- lends me one of their rooms, okay. and so any donations that come in, I keep all the men's stuff because that's my population mainly. I have mm-hmm. a few women, so we have a few stuff, but we usually get a lot of kids. We get a lot of women and stuff, and and so what we're doing right now is we're sending the women's women's and kids to the migrant shelters in Mexicali the, because oh, of this okay, whole with the, yeah, with government the. crap stuff going on. Um, so we're sending it to that to those shelters and then we send baby stuff and, and kid stuff to the orphanage in Mexicali because one of our feeders um, works with them over there. Oh, yeah. So I'll save stuff and distribute. And then um, through the Methodist Church there they have a program where they're helping the people also the coming through the port of entry, you know, once they cross and stuff and they usually don't have anything. So we'll give them clothes and we'll give them stuff and whatever, you know. And then if sometimes, sometimes we have these homeless that do want to go home or whatever. And so then I'll pay for the bus ride back to L.A. I just sent one a few months back to L.A. and stuff like that. So we help them that way. That's where the financial comes in. Yeah. Because I'm able to have that money and then, you know, that's one less we have here yeah. you know if he's willing to go we go. i'm always telling him where do you want to go you know <laughs> yeah so yeah, and i'm sure if you post it on facebook like they'll mm-hmm. get him a plane ticket too mm-hmm. wherever he wants to go yeah so every you know all all the money goes like towards them mm-hmm. you know so i was gonna ask you if you had like a magic wand but uh, probably this is a better question for her husband like if you had a magic wand and he would try to fix all this like what, what would you think he would he would say well, there's no fixing the homeless population. You know, he might want to erase me out of it and himself, but, you know, no, he's good. He's, you know, he's good. He's just like, but sometimes it's like, you know what? I think if I was homeless, I would get more, you would pay more attention to me if I was homeless. I'm like, okay, babe, that can be arranged, you know, careful what you wish for. But, you know, no, he, he's, he's good. He's the saint. Like I said, he's the saint, but, you know. He knows, he knows there's not going to go away. Mm. But he does say, hey, you know what? You're, and I don't mind saying my age, but he goes, you're going to be 56 here. How long do you think you're going to be doing this stuff? You know, you got to get start looking at somebody younger that's going to take over this, you know. Well, you look 56. I might not look it, but I feel it. And I am, <laughs> you know, so, and especially like during the, the winter, you know, like Christmas and I'm hauling this and I'm hauling that. And then, he, you know, when you're fat, it even... It's like you feel everything even more. So it's like he gets tired and even more than I do. And so the back hurts and all that. So we're not spring chickens. <laughs> so he's like, you know, and it's like my co-founder, pues tampoco está igual. Yeah, she's the same age and fat. And so, you know, m- like my board is kind of uh, not elderly, but, you know, yeah, we're like not spring there. chickens. Uh-huh. You know, Margaret apenas puede. You know, if you know Margaret's also, you can apenas puede. She's a mover. She's, isn't she like she, in Thailand or somewhere? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> But she'll be here next weekend to feed. It's her feeding day on Sundays. And so um, so he says, you know, you have to start looking at yeah. who is going to pick it up. 
yeah. you know, who's going to do that? Or heaven forbid something happens and you're gone, you know, who's going to pick it up? I said, well, if I'm gone, guess it goes to you and then you find somebody, then it won't be my problem no more. So, you know, but you, I am, it's like, we have to look at somebody younger. So, um, I, I wanted to talk, talk about this too, but it, it, uh, before, before we end, um, I want to ask you about your, your recognition you got from the Red Cross. It was, cause I know it's something big. It's not like, mm-hmm. not, a, not everybody gets something. No. Um, my, my husband saw it, the saint saw it online somewhere mm-hmm. that they were taking, um, nominations uh-huh. and so he he put in he sent in and said you know my wife does this and this and that and that and then uh, chris and vivi leal um, they sent in the nomination and so they got two nominations from here and then they hadn't gotten somebody from the valley since 2014 that was the last time they got somebody yeah. so it's usually everybody from san diego or other places but mm-hmm. it's not the valley and so um they were happy to have somebody from the valley. I guess it's like, oh yeah, she's from the valley, yeah. or something, you know. And so it was like a surprise to me. And then, and then they said, oh yeah, we're gonna have it at the recognition, and you have to be over here at the midway at six thirty in the morning. I was like, what? <laughs> Can't you have a lunch? And I did tell them, you know. How? <laughs> and my husband's like, you're getting an award, and you're telling him. Well, it's like, and I told her, I said, you know what? You might keep in mind if you're gonna give somebody from the valley we have to drive two hours that means i have to get up at three in the morning to put on the makeup because i don't wear makeup all the time people know that and so i had to get up at three put the makeup drive up there the people that wanted to go and be with me had to do the same thing so some of the board and some of my friends went up there you know and i told them i said you know it's like a hardship for us from the valley you know do a luncheon (laughs) and then she looked at me she goes yeah that's an idea (laughs) and then my husband's like i cannot believe you're getting it and you're telling them what to do (laughs) the red cross they don't know me (laughs) i tell everybody what to do so you know but it yeah and then now i'm getting the um and i don't do this for the recognition Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, unless it's you know, if it comes with money, because some of them do come with like um, when I got donation. the Molina, uh, Molina Award, they have awards that came with a thousand dollars towards the the well, charity. Uh-huh. So you picked your charity. Well, of course I picked my charity. <laughs> so we got a thousand dollars from that. Um, the Red Cross is nice and everything, and I got a little nice little thing, you know, but it doesn't come with money. <laughs> and Univision had something too, and that didn't come with money, but it had a little thing. And then now I'm getting uh, in January that Stone Award, the Martin Luther King Hope Stone Award, and um, so that'll be in January. Mm-hmm. And you know it's nice, and and I don't do it for the. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's Rick, it's um, it's putting the the coalition's name out there, right? Like, so. Because it's like I would tell my husband, oh, I don't want to be recognized because like people say I, she just does it to be in the news or she just does. <laughs> I'm already in the news for other stuff, but, you know, not lately, but before. Yeah, this and, you know, always saw me in the news. Oh, yeah. it's like oh, but you know, I started seeing that if I if I get an award and it comes on the newspaper, like right after I was, uh, the Ivy Press had it on their on their newspaper, they went and did the story. Okay, I expected that thing to run on the life section of, you know, where they have the community stuff. And uh-huh. I opened the th- and somebody sent it to me on, on the text. I hadn't even seen it. And it's on front page, top fold, the whole thing. I'm like, wow. oh my God, this is huge, you know? <laughs> but that got me people that called. Mm-hmm. They called and they looked online and they messaged me. And then they said, I saw your thing. And one of them wanted to do community service hours. 
you know, and then she goes, oh, I got caught drunk, drunk driving and I have to do community <laughs> service hours. So I said, are you a nonprofit? Yes, we are. And, you know, she read the thing and she goes, what can I do? Yes. So if you want to do, non, you know, community hours, service hours, we will take you. Um, and so they got people to bring me also like monetary stuff and then, or give me things like their shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. So my husband says, see, you know, because I'm like, I don't want to yeah. do that. And it's like, see, you get people to yeah. know that you're out there and, and they give you stuff. Like free promotion. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it that way now. So yeah. if anybody out there wants to give me an award <laughs> and wants to put in Ivy Press and the news, yeah, I'm a, I'm a friend. <laughs> and the front, front page. Not, yeah, not. front page, please. Not in the back. So that was such a... But the Red Cross is a big thing. Yeah. And I didn't know about it. So I didn't know how what a big thing it is mm-hmm. for them. Because it came out in the news over there, too. And then they wanted me to go on an interview over there for some news thing. But yeah. I was like, I'm not going to drive two hours for just a 10-minute interview. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. You're like, you can know? you do it um, uh, the phone they or come something? Over here? <laughs> I mean, the people came down here to film because they had to record and stuff because they did a yeah. really nice uh-huh. video. So they were down here and they were at the feeding. And it's funny because, you know, I went and saw Mr. Roberts, the one that lives at the park. It has a little dog at Rockwood Park. Mm. And... and um, and I go over there and he and I hug him and he hugs me, right? And so they caught that. They caught when I was hugging him. And they're like, you hug them? I was like, mm, yeah. Like if Peter lets me, I hug him and stuff, you know. So they let me out, yeah, hug him. Some people just want to hug. Yeah. You know, I've had that where I don't want your gift. I want you to give me a hug. Mm. Well, like at Christmas time, we hug them. And on Christmas day, Christmas night feeding, my husband and I go out there. And my husband dresses as Santa Claus again. And, you know, and so we distribute gifts that day. But, and usually it's me and my, and my two boys, but, you know, like now I only have one that's coming down. Mm. So I ask people if you can, you know, come and help me yeah. feed. And it's that night because holidays are really bad. You know, they may be able to be with their family. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So St. Rick gets stuck with holidays. You know, it's like we're going to do the holidays. So. Old St. Rick. Yeah. And so, not Nick, but Rick. Yeah. So, but yeah, we do that. And so on. sometimes they just want to hug. Yeah. One yeah, this week, um, the schools across the nation are doing the like inclusive inclusive schools mm-hmm. um, week, and that's one of the things that they they were practicing. I think it was today. They were like, you know, um, look at like look at somebody in the eyes and smile mm-hmm. at yeah. them, like make that contact. And at the end, like a lot of people just need you know recognition mm-hmm. in that sense. Where like. I know you're there, and yeah. it could be a hug, a smile, or yeah, like they a, feel invisible because mm. people don't look at them. You look away. Yeah. You look away because it's like street, guilt yeah. that you don't want to give more, or you think I oh, what? Yeah. You know, well, what if that what I chose your brother, or your, mm. you know, whatever? So it's somebody's brother, or somebody's son. Yeah. So because you you had somebody that was like one of your friends' brother, right? Mm, I know people that have their families out there, uh-huh. and then so they'll tell me, "Hey, you know, that's my brother. Can uh-huh. you give him a little bit more food that yeah. day or something?" And I'm but like, no, okay. I think you had somebody that you know, one of your friends that passed away, that his brother you saw that you took him to the doctor or something like. Oh yes, uh-huh. uh huh. My that was my best friend in high school. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm named my son after, Alfonso. Oh. Uh huh. And I saw him out on the streets and stuff, and I'm like, and then he has. They cut his leg off or something, and so he's got that going for him too. And so on on Alfonso's the day that he died on that day, I went out there and looked for him, and I took him toiletries and I told him, you know, and then and I asked him, he goes, you remember me, right? And he goes, see sí, la Maribel, you know, because I was with his brother all the time. We'd always go party and stuff, and so he knew me. And then I said, okay, well today's been you know, 29 years since your 
brother mm. died. And so I thought I'd, you know, in his honor, come and give you a bag of toiletries. He was crying. I'm like, don't cry. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, people know me as like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Cause I'm, people say I have a cold heart because I don't cry and whatever. And, you know, I was like, don't start crying. <clears throat> but it was funny because, you know, he's, he, he remembered me and he, he really thanked me and he thought, you know, and, but he's in El Centro. Yeah. And so I said, if you ever need me, you know, and I get my card, I said, you know, memorize the number because you're going to lose it. They lose everything. I said, mm-hmm. memorize my number and if you need something. But I, and le doy vueltas, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll Christmas, I'm going to take him something and mm-hmm. whatever. So I look for him. So mm-hmm. it's, you never know. I would have never thought yeah. 29 years later, I'm giving this guy's brother, you know, he's out on the streets and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, but he's drugs and whatever. And so, you know, a lot of family... They're, you know, they can only support you so much, and then it's like, okay, you're on your own. Yeah, I have uh, somebody in, in the family that that's like that mm-hmm. has a problem, and and he's a veteran too, so mm-hmm. even worse. Yeah. And it's hard with the veterans because mm-hmm. it's like, it, even because there's services out there for them, but some of these services means that you have to be off the drugs, you have to be, you know, this, this, and that, and they they're so far gone that it's they're not. Peter's never gonna get the help. You know, so if I can make his life a little bit easier by giving his money. And I have his mother's number. So I send pictures to the mom. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if, you know, veterans, when he had taken a shower and all that, I sent that to it. She says, I gracias, you know, te bendigo and all this. You know, because she knows he's not going to go with her and, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, you know, if it makes the mom a little happier that somebody's looking out for her son, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. You never know where life's yeah. going to take you or where life's going to take one of your family members. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And yeah, if you could look at him and say hello or smile and stuff. And a lot of people don't want to give him money because they're like, no, because they're going to go buy beer or drugs. Mm. Okay, then give it to us. Uh, not, if you don't want to give it to the brown bag, you know, there's Spread yeah. the Love Charity in El Centro. There's mm. Brawley Feed the Need in Brawley. Mm. There's always places you can give it to. Or just go drive through, get a couple of tacos and mm-hmm. chicken sandwich. And if you really want to, you know. Mm-hmm. If you want to help them out and not give them money, but want to make sure they have something to eat, like you can always do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, and some are smart. I mean, some are truthful. They'll like, no, oh, I want money for my, you know, visio, whatever, my mm-hmm. drug, whatever and stuff. I don't want your tacos. You yeah. know? And then some people get mad. They didn't want the tacos. <sighs> well, you know, yeah. you know he's a druggie. You know he's a drunk. You know he's gonna, you know, whatever. So if he doesn't want the, you know, the tacos, then give it to us, and then we'll get him some toiletries. We'll get him some socks, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff. They always want socks. I don't think anybody will turn away socks. Okay, <laughs> socks is a much needed thing. You know, you it's try great. wearing the same socks for a week, see what happens. Yeah, no, it's crazy that that's something that we don't really you mm-hmm. know, think you about. You take for granted, mm-hmm. you know, or that toothpaste or that toothbrush or something. Yeah. You go to the Dollar Tree and just buy one of those little kits that comes with everything and give them that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll say no. Yeah. You know, so you can do that. Yeah. But yeah, they can reach us either way, and then we'll get it to them. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and well, you're not the longest one. There's somebody else that did an hour and forty, but yeah, I, I think okay. we could talk for hours. I hope you can cut in there so they can go take a potty break. Or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you, Maribel. Thank you for t- taking this time off and you know talking to me. Um, sorry I didn't do it earlier, but no, uh, that's okay. I was just making fun of you <laughs> that day when because I mean Diana's one of my board members, yeah. right? So when she posted, it's like, oh, what about me? And I'm from Calexico. <laughs> Yeah. You're doing somebody from Heber. And then, yeah, I was just giving you grief. Yeah. That, you know. No, the thing is, like, um, sometimes I forget because since I already worked with you, you know, remember when mm-hmm, I did that right. video for you and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So it's like, but, you know, sometimes I get stuff mixed up where, mm-hmm. like, when didn't we talk or when did we do this? But mm-hmm. um, years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because when, when we first started, well, my son was like five or six. Now mm-hmm. he's 11 and he's like taller oh, than wow. me. Now. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 
um so yeah it's been a while like it's crazy how long that's you know like you said it was a facebook mm-hmm. post that, that started it. and things yeah. change and stuff yeah. you know maybe next year i won't be doing this i don't know you know mm-hmm. but i'll keep going as much as i can but yeah yeah so it's always thank you for inviting me no no because you, know, you know i can talk forever <laughs> everybody knows me <laughs> no se calla la boca. En todo está menos misa, you know? all them things no, i think i think um it was nice because I kind of miss you, like not going to the meetings and you know having the. <laughs> you miss me. That? Ask the council the, if they miss that me. That was not like going the, to the like one of the main reasons I would watch them because <laughs> somebody would be like, "Oh, they just seem," or they would post like you know just that one part where you mm. would go up and yeah. And, and, and Mr. Hotch, if you're listening, he misses me at the meetings. Maybe I should go. What do yeah. you think? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he's gonna listen to this podcast. Yeah, like he's a gonna. Couple times. That's what I told him. I want to go to the meetings. I'm gonna take everybody. And his eyes were like this big. I was like, "Oh no, we don't need you back at the meeting." Meetings, we don't. You know? <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah. Especially now that he's telling people to not yell. <laughs> but it's. I don't think they have the problems they have now. They no. don't have the problems. No, no, you no. Know? It's, it's they're really... they're more united. They vote on more stuff and whatever. It, they fought between themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and they had some stupid things that they were doing and stuff, you know. And I don't see that anymore. Yeah. You know, and even. I mean, I could go on, but they're going to say, you don't live here no more. Mm. Why are you up here? But you know what? This is my hometown. And I help my, the citizens, of the homeless citizens. Of, so it is it is my town. Yeah. It'll always be my town. Yeah. So, you know, I can always go get a, somebody's address, right? Like everybody <laughs> does it and say, I live here so I can go to the council meetings. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hodge, here I come. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Maribel, thank you once again. Um, thank you guys for listening. And if you want to help out, you know, the Brown Bad Coalition or any of the other um, nonprofits here in the Valley, um, just look them up and you know they're more than glad to accept your donations and and you distribute them to those people that need it out here in the valley and um, yeah thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next one peace peace